So if you have these, uh, the Studio Bibles, it's on page 764. And I don't know about the other Bibles, but. All right, so we don't have very many verses um, today to look at, but the ones that we do have are really powerful. And um, <clears throat> kind of in light of what we've just experienced, been experiencing here in this kind of extended time of prayer, um, you know, God really wants us to be empowered and all of us, not just like the pastors or the leaders or the people who have been Christians longer, but he wants all of us to be empowered. And I was noticing that in this time of prayer, um, you know, people were really stepping into that, in that realization that we have it to be able to receive God's blessings, you know, and that's how, like, as Lisa was just mentioning, that's the primary way that we receive blessings through other people. And when Jesus um, was here on the earth, you know, he he just had 12 disciples. And others followed him too, but um, the first people that he really empowered were his 12 followers, his 12 disciples. And I'll read verse one where it talks about that. <clears throat> so it says, Jesus called to him his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Wow, that's amazing. Um, but Jesus, he gave this to them as a gift. Imagine having the gift of, of this power or authority or right. It's more of like, a, like an authority, you know? Not an authority to like be a boss over other people or an authority to uh, just like bring down the hammer, you know, that kind of thing. But it's an authority to uh, to make the love of God real, just like Jesus did. So basically, it's the authority to do same things that Jesus did. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And so this was a gift. Did they have to go to school to, to get a degree to do this? No. Did they have to be very, very holy, perfect people? No. If you look at the disciples that he called them, they were simple um, fishermen, um, people that were so-called sinners. You know, they hadn't changed their lives already to be able to follow Jesus. Because he said, I will make you become fishers of people. And you'll be catching, instead of, instead of catching fish, you're going to be catching people. And he said, I, I will make you. I will make you disciples, you know, he, he was going to make that possible. So if you think, well, I don't, know, I don't think I'm very qualified, I haven't lived that great of a life, I don't have, and I, I never could go to get any good degrees or anything like that. It's like, oh, perfect. Well, as far as Jesus is concerned, you totally qualify. And sometimes having degrees, you know, like human-given degrees, these papers, can make us feel a little bit more powerful than they should, like sometimes it can make us feel a little proud or a little too confident, a little too qualified. And I'm not saying that degrees are bad. It's good sometimes for myself, but honestly, the authority that comes through the gift that Jesus gives us is way more powerful, way more important than any um, degree that we have, or any qualification.
So it says he gave it to them as a gift. He didn't expect that they would have to pay him back. And oftentimes when someone gives you something, especially a gift that big, you kind of feel like you're obligated in a way to prove that you are worthy. But Jesus gave it as a full gift. And as we can see, you know, if you read the, read the New Testament, you'll see that um, sometimes the disciples didn't really manage that gift that well. I mean, they messed up. But in a way, that's good news to us because we know that no matter what, no matter how we behave, um, you know, God still decided that it was a good idea to give us this gift. So, um, again, he gave them authority or power or ability over unclean spirits. So, like evil spirits, you know, sometimes we can see manifesting different ways. Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, yeah, it's pretty, sometimes it can be intimidating, right? But Jesus gave that authority to be able to, you know, say, be quiet. And also to heal every disease and every affliction. Unfortunately, it'd be like, uh, suffering, you know, that you go through. It could be a physical thing, it could be a mental health thing, it could be uh, a social thing, it could be a lot of things. But every affliction and every disease, he gave his disciples back then, and he gives us the same authority over those. Um, so to make them, um, you know, to kind of disable their assignment against human beings, against us. Then if we go down into uh, verse seven, it tells him um, how that it was how they were supposed to do this. He said, "And proclaim." That means like speak it out or declare it. Proclaim as you go, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is at hand." What does that mean? The kingdom. Suppose that means the kingdom. Why would they say the kingdom of heaven is at hand? What's that supposed to mean? Why do you think they said that? Maybe people, maybe they, maybe other people didn't have any idea that the kingdom of heaven was around, like near. I mean, the kingdom of heaven is near. It was near because these people, just like us as disciples, they were actually carrying the kingdom of God within them. They were carrying the authority that Jesus had, because Jesus passed it on to them. He passed it on to them. He gave it to them, and now they have it. And so they can say, hey, the kingdom of God is right here. Get ready. And you just like giving them a heads up. Hey, heads up. Kingdom of God is right here. You're like, you didn't see it. And then they started like healing people. So it says, say the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. So that was the proof that the kingdom of God was near, because they were going to be seeing these signs and these wonders and these miracles that these ordinary people like you and me were doing. Ordinary people that were not super like educated or qualified, but they were just ordinary people. And it says, furthermore, you receive without pay, give without pay. Right? So these guys were to and women too were to uh since Jesus gave them that as a gift, right? Um, they didn't pay anything for it, right? Then they were supposed to give freely give these gifts of healing and like freedom, deliverance to the people that they were praying for. And oftentimes, I mean, is this how it works in the world where if you give someone a gift, they 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 just get with that or 
is there a feeling like let's just think of setting for somebody feels too Exactly, and that was going to be my sermon. Pay it forward, you know what I mean? You took your words right out of my mouth. So there's, you know, that movie called that. It's really cool. You should look at it. It's it's about that, and that's what Jesus wants us to do. Like it, it, it makes him so happy to see us, like you know, like living in that same way where we don't have a lot. Just like the guy, you know, the guy who's, um, you know, by the temple, he was begging for money. Then Peter and James broke it. Or um, the guys that, you know, and they said, hey, we don't have money. We don't have so we don't have bread. Because, you know, they were told to go out without without extra money, without any extra clothes. They were just supposed to go out by twos and just like whatever, wherever got money, that's where they were supposed to go. And they're like, what do we do have? What was that? What did they He says, What I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. Like that was a key. What was it that they had? But what I do have, I give you. What we do have, we give you. In the name of Jesus. What did they have? What was the thing? What's that? They had the kingdom of God. Because guess what? They. We're walking temples of God, of the Holy Spirit. So there was the temple there that everyone's still going to. But Jesus said, you know, he called, he called his disciples temples. He said, you are temples of the Holy Spirit. So guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to be living in you. So that's why we need to think about what might be, you know, be squatters in our own temple. So to speak, in our own house, like there might be stuff that's pretty nasty that's like bothering us, you know, like like right now, like this weekend, I've been struggling with some thoughts against some just some people, some relatives that are doing some things that are really not, not right, and it's making me mad. It's making a whole thing like two other people in our family mad. It's like there's this little unspoken uh, uh, conflict going on, 
And the person I thought wait a second, I'm inviting the day of Satan right now because I'm it's gotten it's like gotten me uh all worked up to where it's just that's all I can think about is how this person is doing this thing that's so bad and so unfair. Like this, they're I can't even tell you, it's just wrong. And they're getting by with it and they're getting money for it and all this stuff, you know. So, anyways, long story short, I just thought, you know, I have to just lay that down first because I can't expect that I'm in town and go anywhere and get anything. I can't be like a walking people of God, bringing the kingdom of God anywhere if I have this, this stuff inside, this crap. So I had to get rid of it, you know, put the log on my own and I can maybe help someone else who has an affliction. Not to say, hey, you know. But Jesus wants us, he, he empowers us. So he wants us first to receive healing for ourselves. He wants us to get unchanged. You know, just like the song we sing, he breaks every chain, but we have to allow him to break the chain to be calm and say, yeah, I'm clean now that I'm not going to turn away from that anger. I'm going to turn away from bitterness on the line. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to um, just not focus on that person. You know, let God take care of it. So anyways, um, back to Matthew. You know, he says, you receive without pay and give without pay. So these disciples, they didn't have pay. They, 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 didn't, they never paid Jesus for that authority. To say stand up and walk in Jesus. They didn't have, they didn't have get money for it, or they weren't doing it as a job, like they're getting paid, right? They were just doing it because Jesus said, hey, go and do it, you know, pay it forward and pay it in like this way, like give enough money, but we do have the authority. That's what we do have. And so, the name of Jesus, which are we bring the kingdom of God right here. We say the kingdom of God is coming right to you right now. But it's, it's sitting there paralyzed, get up and walk. He got up, he, he started praising God, and he, he went to the temple. But really, the most important temple that he encountered that day was not the temple that the beautiful temple made with all the stained glass and beautiful stones and all that. They wasn't allowed in before, but um, it was the temple of Peter and the temple of James, the walking mobile temple of God. And all of you guys are walking temples. It's hot in here. Once someone want to open that door? Ooh, man. Um, so, yeah, you can turn on and I'll just kind of talk a little louder. So, we do not receive this authority through bullies. There are places where people, they receive authority, but then they forget it's not just for themselves, and they're not supposed to just be bossing people around in your church, telling them what to wear, telling them what to do. Um, it's to, it's for love. Okay, so this authority God gives us, it's not for us to make a name for ourselves or to get, you know, to like put other people down or something. It's meant to take it out to the streets. It's not just meant to save the church. Okay, it's cool that we come together. We do need to come together. It's just a beautiful time. We can support each other. We can worship God. But ultimately, God wants us to be these walking, empowered temples of God that's filled with the Holy Spirit. We can just say, you know, you know, be healed from that in Jesus' name. So do we feel that we have this authority? Most of us really don't. We're honest. We say, well, maybe someday, but 
But I want to challenge you to receive that authority that Jesus wants to give to you. And if you feel like there's maybe things that are blocking that, let's just confess it and say, Jesus, I realize, like, like you were mentioning in the back, you're like, I'm really struggling. This is not easy. You know, like you want to bless this man, but like he's really hurt you. So that's the first play. The first thing is like in, in any kind of 12-step thing, we want to say that we're powerless and we need Jesus. So let's just do that right now. Because no matter how long you've been a Christian, if you're a seeker, if you're seeking Jesus now, or whether you've been a Christian for your whole life, every day we struggle, you know, because we're not just like perfect. We need we need Jesus every every day, every hour. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you trust us so much, knowing our knowing who we are as people who mess up on a pretty regular basis, but yet you've chosen humble, normal people like us to carry your kingdom out into the world and to, and to do the things, to love the way you love, to, to heal, to, to liberate, to free people from the chains that are weighing them down, but we need to be freed ourselves right now first. And so wherever we, we have worry right now, let's just think of what we're worried about, what we're anxious about. Maybe we don't think that anything's ever going to change with us or the people that we love or any changes right now. It might be literal change or it might be you know, some kind of other change or addiction. Whatever the thing is, God, we just lay that down. We confess it. We say that we are full of fear. We're full of bitterness. Maybe not full, but at least we're struggling with it. We're struggling with real anger and resentment. And sometimes unbelief, like sometimes we don't even feel like we're here because we pray and we don't seem to see any change. I just want to say that, you know, but God, we know that you are here and that people have choices. And sometimes we, we can't change people. It's something that you have to do with them. So the people right now that we are either worried about or upset with, we want to commit them to you today. So let's just name those people in our hearts. Let's commit them. Say what? We can't change anymore. So Lord, we lift we lift these people up to you. And we just say, have mercy on us. Because we're sinners. And please would you soften their hearts so that they can encounter you, even if it's been forever. And it seems like they're they have a heart that's so hard and they can change. We want to believe. We want to believe that you heal every sickness, every hardened heart, every unfortunate, every disease. But just give us the patience because sometimes we want now or yesterday. And um, we also want to just trust you again today. So I pray that you would give us the gift of uh, trust in you, trust in you, even though we can't see how you're working. So we can't see how the seeds grow under the ground, even though they are growing. We just ask for your for you to soften our own hearts. We would help us to accept ourselves for screwing up, to forgive ourselves, and to also forgive those who have really wronged us. And um, we just ask this in Jesus' name.
you know, in Matthew 7, in the, in, um, chapter before, a few chapters before, Matthew 7, 12 says, do to others what you want people to do to you. In other words, treat other people the way you want to be treated, right? And this is hard because we want people to treat us nice, but then when we have a chance and somebody really bothers us, it's really hard to treat that person, like to do the thing that um, we, we want them to do to us if they actually were nice to us. That makes any sense. But, um, so, you know, that goal we really do that with others as you have mentioned here. It's an active thing. It's not just don't be bad. Don't be mean to people. It's actually do. Do the things to those people. Do it. Do it. Like, maybe to not get your own way or maybe give them a gift they don't deserve. Maybe you just go and you're kind to them even though that's You know, you just say, you because know, it says a soft answer turns away wrath. No matter what their their attitude is, you could just say, you know, just bless me. Just say, man, I hope you feel better. Or I'm really sorry that you're hurting. And I'm sorry that you're upset with me. You know, I want things to, I want to work this out. So let's pray. God, I just pray that you give us really, um, like, miraculous words to say to people. Because we, how do we do good to people if we don't like how they're behaving? 